Hello, and welcome to our podcast. The In-Key Podcast. In-Key with James and Brooke. Today, we're talking about speakers, coffee, and recording in a studio. Yeah. Specifically, a specific studio, but we'll get into that in a minute. Yeah. To the first thing. All right, so I wanted to talk about speakers. Speakers. It's actually the first thing audio base that has ever been talked about, and I thought more than just, that's a thing, it was my dad. He said, JBL's the best. And he had a bunch of JBL speakers in the back of his van. Like, it's just so ridiculous of a sound system. <laughs> in a van, too, so you could you could fit large speakers in there. And so that's the first time I was like, oh, wow, that's that's Wait, what quality. do you mean, like surround? He, like, I don't surround even really know. It was just really his... loud. It was really, really loud and <laughs> that's, heavy, that's too. That's pretty cool. I think he just picked up some extra speakers, and he's like, I'll put these in the car or the truck or the van, because that's what can hold it. So that was the first time I was like, okay, that's quality. And then when I finally did see some live bands, um, I saw JBL speakers. I'm like, oh, my dad's right. Look at it. It's right there. So that's the first time that happened, and it kind of um, I started looking at other speakers at the time, thinking like, okay, when I listen to music, like this is the quality. And so there was JBL and then, like, obviously, I looked at TV speakers. I'm like, why don't these have a name on them? These sound pretty good. And, mm. you know, then the, just listening to speakers that came uh, with the TVs that I would listen to, I'd start to think about, what's the tone on these? And I'm not the best at reading tones when recording music, but I really do like listening to music through different speakers. And I think that's where that comes from. That's just a weird thing of mine. And then, of course, whenever you play guitar through a cabinet the whole thing is okay you have your amp head and that's your sound but then it comes out of the cabinet speakers and uh my dad had a cabinet which i have inherited that has a tv speaker in there so it's like it's come full circle so three of the speakers are regular (laughs) marshall speakers and one is a tv speaker and it doesn't really sound good when you record it but it's cool so uh (laughs) sometimes that that matters more yeah It's the vibe. I I think that's funny what you said about JBL because in terms of listening, um, I would prob I'd probably agree with you. They're they're really great. But for like mixing, I know I have a pair of JBL monitors and they boost the bass like crazy. It's so not it's not even remotely like flat enough to do proper mixing on. I don't think. But um, but to listen, it makes everything really like pop and. It's yeah, like, and I love that. And I'm realizing that the these brands are also getting into cars. Um like this sounds Oh yeah, I, I think really I have, like. I have Harman Car Who is it? Carden Who is it by? Harman something. Harman. Harman Carden? Well, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but that's in in my car. Apparently Volkswagen cars have Fender speakers in them. And this just blows oh, my yeah. mind. Oh yeah. Yes. You know, when I was when I was um Looking for cars, uh, I was stuck between my car and like a buggy, and they had a special buggy that had like a, a place where you could plug your guitar in the back. Oh, I've heard about this too. I thought that was so cool. Wow. Yeah, this car <laughs> that I'm thinking of only, it just said Fender on there, but it sounded great. And yeah, I don't know. Speakers have been a big part of my life now. Now I'm, I'm listening to emulated speakers and i'm like what is this world like i'm listening to it what do you mean emulated speakers well you know like when you emulate an amp it's emulating a speaker you know it's trying to like oh you mean okay so through your software like if you're just plugging something in um di like a direct input right and it definitely feels like a matrix thing because i'm listening to it i'm like do all these just sound the same in its eq am i being tricked here and technically (laughs) 
Technically, <laughs> it's yes because it's all coming out of the same thing. So, but different plugin plugins like they kind of like uh, attack it from a different angle. But yeah, I don't know. And then there's the microphone, but I just love speakers and I love big speakers. Man, I, this stuff is it's so over my head when you start to get into it. It's like I start thinking about everything electronic, and I'm just like I still don't understand how like. We even use phones every day. You know what I mean? So like, Yeah, why do I, I hit I, strings and then the speaker moves? Why? Uh, frustration! And I had an amp at one point that had a 15-inch speaker. I'm just like, this has got to be the best. And then I did some actual research, and the bigger the speaker, just the more the bass response. Mm. And so I was like, well, that's why it sounds boomy all the time. I don't like that. <laughs> And then I tried a 10-inch speaker. <laughs> I'm like, like oh, that's sick. It, and uh, then, yeah, I don't know. It, it goes on forever. So you, 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 get, you got smaller and smaller with your speakers? This is yeah, I'm now doing. I'm back to this, the standard 12-inch speaker for all guitar sounds. All right. Well, that's fair. All right. So enough about speakers, I think. Let's, let's talk about coffee. Did you have coffee this morning? I probably had a standard cup of black coffee. I'm doing this thing where I'm not eating breakfast anymore. Mm. Um, I just am in a very better mood uh, European. Of it. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It saves me time. But, in the but American too. coffee, am I right? Mm, I don't know, actually. I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? I don't know how to say the brand name. Don't put me on the spot like this. I mean, is it espresso or it's is exp- it? It's espresso. Oh, 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 I can't oh. say it. I can't say the word. <laughs> Espresso. Maybe maybe it's like espresso. Like, oh, this coffee makes you because you're so expressive. Yeah. Okay. No, it's espresso. Yeah, that's um. So you, that's good. (laughs) Anyway, so did you have coffee this morning? I did. I think I had regular, plain old American. I uh, but that that's not really usually my go-to. I like espresso. I like to bounce off the walls when I drink coffee. Otherwise, it's like, what's the point? Do you know Simon, the the drummer, the legendary drummer Simon? Uh, he he lives on top of a uh, a coffee shop. Really? Yeah, that's pretty and badass. That's, he spends so much money on coffee. I'm surprised they don't just give it to him free or cut him a deal. You would think, yeah, yeah, he could work something out with them. Yeah, and I've been trying to convince him to get a machine like I got, and uh, that's that changed looks my expensive. life. You have you have a pretty a pretty legit machine. It's don't very you? legit and. Yeah. I don't ever want to spend money on coffee again because it's just. I <laughs> you just shouldn't. Make, you shouldn't with that machine. I've got a real thing here. Yeah. I yeah. have a Nespresso, Nespresso also, which is like, I mean, it's like better than like K Pod, whatever you call it, but it's like not not as good as yours. Yours yeah. is like the Mine's, top of the line. Mine is top of the line, right? And it does use espresso to get the. Uh, <laughs> oh, you. S- yeah. Got thank it. you. First time in my yes. life. Uh, yeah, and it's cool because you can try different beans and, you know, it's a whole world. I try not mm-hmm. to get too into it because then I'm lame. I don't know. I'm just, it's, I like coffee, but I... What? I, lame? Yeah. You could also just drink a whole lot of Red Bull. Listen. Some of us have problems. Don't get me this. don't get me started on that. <laughs> Come on now. No, all I have to say is I had Let's just let, let's Wait, avoid let me just say, let me just say. <laughs> I uh, <got> no. it. <laughs> like I said, I usually like drinking espresso and this morning I had American coffee and what is it now? 11:49. It's like okay, not even properly lunchtime and I'm so ready for like another cup of coffee. It just didn't do it. Did not it, it, it didn't do it. So anyway, 
Anyway, Recording. the next subject, the final subject, the one that's... Final. The final countdown. The final lake house. The final lake house. The final lake house. Okay, so we're talking about recording in a studio, and specifically we're going to talk about recording in this one studio, which is called Lake House Studios, in um, Asbury Park, New Jersey. Yeah, we're going to do that in two weeks if everything lines up. And, well, let's start off real quick. What's your studio experience? I've got, like, two good stories. I want to hear yours. All right. First one was I was with the Sunset Villains, and we worked with David Ivory in it at his home studio. Now, it was legit, though. I mean, this is when you hear a home studio, you think somebody's apartment or maybe their basement, you know, something that's been refitted. This thing, it was a shed, but it was a huge shed. And when you go in there, like, it has the glass, it has the console board, like, the, the great speakers, and he, he, like, to record my amp, and he even let me bring in my... 5150 amp to record he used two ribbon Oof. microphones and it was just so extra in my opinion and I was, that's when we <laughs> recorded goodbye tonight and i was just so happy with that all i recorded on that was the guitar solo because everything else was pretty much done but that was my first like time doing a real real studio i've had some friends that had some like pseudo recording studio setups but this one was the first one and i got incredibly nervous and on the spot that he helped me change the solo a little bit and then, and then you know, it helped me get oh, wow. yeah, some experience working with, with the producer. So, so there was that. So let's go to your story. That sounds like awesome already. Such I, a cool experience. Yeah, let's hear your story after we go to my next one because I need to think about it. I have to remember all the details. Okay. What was your first studio experience? Well, I mean, I haven't had that many <laughs> at this point in my career, but um, but the last song that I made, Jeans, it was, it was in a, a pretty legit studio. I mean, uh, Linz Cadwell, he's, he's a producer. He's really, really cool. And he's a good friend of mine. And I went in there to spin studios, um, in Queens and I was like shocked because I had only ever seen studios that are in people's bedrooms and stuff. And he, we recorded in kind of like this, um, side part is a little bit smaller cause it's just me and my guitar and whatever. But he showed me, walked me around through all of the, like all of the other rooms where they do like full bands and all this stuff. And, and this piano that like Aerosmith used to own or whatever. And like this, that, the other thing. And I was just I was just bouncing off the walls. It was awesome. I, I, I just couldn't wait to do it again. I was like, oh my God, studios. That's nice. Studios, I was, all the buttons. And I the, was nervous. Uh, I was nervous. It was cool looking, but I was incredibly nervous. I get that. Then too. I had like no nerves. The last time I did a uh, recording was at Backroom Studios uh, with uh, Simon as the producer and the drummer. So that was, that was a lot of fun. And I didn't have any nerves in that one. I was just basically, it was a lot of work, though. I mean, we did like 12 hours. And uh, <laughs> it was with that song, Time, with my yeah. singing coach, Yuri Sanson. And I, I designed that song to kind of make it so I could teach it. And so I was just basically playing stuff that I knew, like, okay, I know technically everything behind this song. So it went pretty smooth. And it was cool. I got to play a $3,000 amplifier, the Freeman amp. And... Uh, oh, my. Yeah, yeah, and we actually had everything pre-recorded, but I ended up mm -hmm. re-recording it in the studio just because we could use the real amps and the feeling of it with the drums. We were trying to capture some real band feeling, so after the drums were recorded, I basically recorded everything again, just going along with the drums. And uh, yeah, so I went from early on barely being able to do one 30-second guitar solo to doing the bass both guitar rhythm tracks, guitar lead tracks, the guitar solo, you know. Yeah. Um, you see, like, yeah. Time. 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 Yeah. 
time. Yes. By the way, that song is awesome, and uh, and I like to listen to it. And everyone else should also go and check it out. Yeah, it's and it was. I just can't believe he was one of my heroes growing up singing. He's on a song of mine, so I just can't believe that. And I think the song is a huge. I can't even imagine that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's unbelievable. But it's it's a big growing experience that working with the studio and Mm -hmm. dealing with uh, you know files from Portugal and getting them all in uh, one spot and synced up and making sure the vibe was right. I could go on and on about that. But then in two weeks, we've got a huge experience. We're going to, this is, no one has ever done this before, but actually people have done this a lot, but I mean, I've not heard of many bands trying to record the whole band all at Mm -hmm. once. And this was your idea. This was my idea. Um, I like to, to play and sing, and it's so used to being me and my acoustic guitar that um, the way that we practice and, and the way that it goes down is, is usually we're just looking at each other. We have this vibe, and we, we click, and we're just in the pocket together, and I like to do it that way. And, you know, some people want to separate everything, have a click track, this, that, whatever, and we'll see what happens, but, um, but I have a lot of faith. I think that we're doing it really old school, like really old school, and, uh, and you know, the Beatles would be proud, so... Yeah, and Lake House is a is a well known studio, and I like the look and the feel of it. I feel like just we have to visit it still, but on the inside, just from the pictures I've seen, like this is it's got yeah, that it's promising. Woody. There's potential, and I'm excited about it for yeah, sure. That, um, it's got a homegrown kind of feeling to it, and mm-hmm, the look yes. and the vibe is perfect for the two songs that are going to be recorded. I I agree, and that's. I'm 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 very excited. That's and you why, know a few artists. That's why that I wanted to work with there, this right? place. There's some people you actually know of that are close by, or yeah, I think that there's a there's a lot of locals in the area that uh, that I've heard really good things about the studio from them, and um, you know, so that's all I'll say. But cool, promising. Well, now promising. we're going to push this to the next level of recording quality. I can't wait to see all the gear. I mean, oh my gosh. They have a Fender Rhodes. I, I don't even think I'm going to have any keyboard on these two songs, but I would love to play with that Fender Rhodes, man. You can always add stuff afterwards. Yeah. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. Especially for, well, I'm not supposed to say song names until they get a, they come out. <laughs> you could say it. I mean, I'll make my own th- song names, but you know which one, the one with the, the guitar work on it. Oh, guitar work. oh you guys, yeah, yeah. We, have a, we have a song that, There's a that lot James, coming. And he adds the guitar like, like nobody's business. You've never heard a guitar nobody's like business. this. I just you. show up and it's, the business is not there. It's just how it's done. <laughs> I don't even know. But I mean, I'm actually very excited for this and I, I'm hoping that it goes smooth so we have more time to listen to it afterwards and add stuff and tweak things. So, um, so it should be fun. And then we can talk about the experience and hopefully we take some pictures, but I want to focus on getting a good recording. Oh, pictures. You know what? Yeah. I, I hope uh, maybe I could even get like a little camera. And you know what? Actually, going back just a second to uh, when I was talking about my first studio experience, I actually recorded the whole thing and it's up on my YouTube channel, my first time in a studio experience. So maybe if if we have the time, chance, you know, uh, opportunity for it, I'll try to record this one uh, as well, but we'll see what happens. Okay, James, what are you promoting? I have a show June 10th with the Unlocked Summit crew, and it's going to be a lot of bands, a lot of hard rock bands, and uh, a few psychedelic bands, and there's a food truck, and you should come by. So June 10th, Springfield. Uh, For details, go on the Unlocked Summit Instagram page. So that's what I'm promoting. What are you promoting, Brooke? 
Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, food, music, hard rock, that sounds epic. Okay, second of all, I'm promoting uh, a new single that I have out uh, this Friday, Cinco de Mayo, everybody, you know, have fun, celebrate, and listen to my new single. It's called The One That Got Away, and I really hope you enjoy it. Well, that's our podcast. Thanks for listening. See you in two weeks. Bye. Bye.